0: You are on Eco Radio with me, Jeff Ebbs, and I'm joined by Nick Steiner, the CEO and founder of the Mini Farm project. Uh, now, Nick, you were just saying that you are going to set up a little hub in Logan with a number of other organisations. Can you just describe how those pieces will fit together? Yeah, so we
1: were approached by Griffith University and City Studio last year for a project for. Resilience in the food system and city studios part of the Logan City Council. They are they're the entrepreneur um, program uh, That the Logan City Council runs Uh, so because we're a charity that grows the food um, We're a a great fit to operate a site uh, And we're planning to put in a half acre farm at the high school at Logan Lee State High School next year. This is the first uh, presentation um, in the Logan area that we're looking at um, we've been advised that there's about 47,000 people who require daily food assistance in the local area of uh, Logan. Uh, so our plan is to have about 10 farms in the Logan region growing food specifically for charities to convert into meals to help all those That's people. That's a lot of people. It's a lot. That's a 13.28% of the total Logan population.
0: And. Uh, I mean, the idea of growing fresh food for people who are facing food insecurity is important for a number of reasons. Nutrition is one of them. Mm-hmm. Do you just want to talk to that point, especially in the context of you know why you're doing what you're doing and how you think that fits with other food charities or whatever?
1: I think uh, nutrition is vital. We're all organic beings that um, take the nutrients from um organic matter and I see a lot of packets and a lot of cans coming through and you and me right now talking we're nutrient deficient because of the way that the food system has been operating for the last 50 60 plus years the people who are doing it tough have a greater need for nutrients the people on the street do and there's also different levels of um, mental illness in relation to nutrient deficiency um, with cognitive function as well so my goal is to actually introduce fresh quality nutritious produce um, to actually build up an individual while they're in this condition so they can start making clear choices for themselves. It's not about giving them gut putty. It's not about having you know a, a revolving door for them to come back every single week or day. It's about helping them in the long term to actually become healthy individually,
0: then be able to make those clear decisions and then get out of the situation that they're in. Um, you uh, give the food to charities rather than directly dealing with the people in need. Mm-hmm. How do you ensure that, that model of um, you know, engagement, support, um, helping them go on to make the better decisions that they might be able to make with a clear mind that's well nourished? Um, do you have any influence in the downstream engagement of the people you're feeding? We don't really have any direct influence. It's really controlled by
1: the charities who receive the food. Uh, because we're dealing with Meals on Wheels at the moment, that's a little bit different. They, they have a, a set membership base and we, we work with them because of um, their, their situation. In the Logan area, we're looking at working with Oz Harvest to become a logistics. Um, Chains, so we don't have to replicate a whole truck system, and they already feed uh, a number of or supply food to a number of charities. So our goal is to work with those charities and find out any statistics that they can give us of the people that they take care of, where the food goes, who has it, so then we can have a deep um, study on that. And that's going to take a couple of years to actually do. Our hypothesis at the moment is that feeding somebody good, nutritious food is going to help them.
0: It's going to help you, it's going to help me, it's going to help the people in need. And so you mentioned that you're going to be working with Logan High School. I imagine that working with the school has other forms of engagement. You're talking to students, so presumably that's helping them learn. Do you want to talk to that point? Yeah, it's
1: actually quite exciting. The high school students at Logan Lee State will actually be able to participate on the farm and understand how we've put the charity together, the business unit and also the deliverables and then grow the produce and then give it away. Mm. And the tie-in with Griffith University is one of our partners. We have environmental students who are part of the project as well and they can apply their study skills to the farm as
0: well as a practical environment. Excellent. So. Um, all of those pieces are helping build a network that is strengthening the food supply. Um, how vulnerable is it to the whims of you know, government? I mean, what's happening in terms of land and funding? How exposed are you to someone changing their mind?
1: Uh, we obviously require funding to set up a farm, so we can't scale until we get 100% to set up another farm. So that's how we duplicate in our cell division, so to speak. Um, If the government pull back funding, which I don't think they're gonna do for the next few years because they have to get the economy going back. But if we're in that situation, we would then need to rely on corporate donations, individual um, donations, grant funding, as well as pre-selling some of the produce to fund an actual farm. So we are at the whims of uh, the financial issue. Uh, We have been going for six years. We're onto our 11th farm at the moment. We have uh, the working model, which is in Sanford, and we've also got a hydroponic site, which we've turned off and put on mothballs for the time being just because of COVID
0: and the resource issue that we've had to deal with over the last year. And so looking at Millen Farm, which you've now had going for 12 months, did you say? Yeah, 13 months now. 13 months. So um, how close to being... know economically sustainable or viable is that on its own Uh, very close we've learned a lot over the
1: last year Um, we also know that the first year in any business you'll never make much of a profit it's about learning and seeing how it goes Uh, we're working with the people uh, all the organizations around us and making sure that the numbers are right for the sales and retail also wholesale so we've been exploring that over the last eight months How we can refine the systems how we can make it more effective and efficient at the same time drawing more money out in the sales component Mm. Um, i think by the end
0: of the second year uh, the farm should be fully profitable and so by deciding that you're going to focus on a particular activity growing the food Mm -hmm. rather than expanding vertically into distribution and processing and actually feeding people um, i imagine your expansion is starting new farms it is. Our goal is to have over a thousand acres in the next
1: five years developed to have farms. Uh, and that's also from the border of New South Wales all the way up to Cairns. We see a massive need at the moment. Uh, I think it's only going to get greater for the short term, especially with inflation coming in. Um, and then um,
0: the, after
1: that time, we reassess the need and increase if we need to.
0: And so uh, once you get the Logan Hub up and running, how many acres will you have under? Crop then? Uh, Ideally, with Logan, we would like
1: to have uh, about 50 to 100 acres in the Logan area minimum.
0: And so, where to next? Uh, Moreton Bay will be the next after that. So then we move up the coast to Cairns. Interesting. Um, And how can people find out more about the project? Well, they can go to our website uh, www.mfp.org.au.
1: We're also on Facebook under Mini Farm Project.
0: And Instagram under Mini Farm P. Mini Farm P, Mini Farm Project or MFP. Yep. Nick, thanks very much for your time and thanks for the great work that you're doing. Thanks for having me, appreciate it.